Let's take a quick break and hear from today's show sponsor. Are you struggling to close deals? Cold outreach can be a slow and brutal process. And in many scenarios, it's just wasting the time of both the buyer and the seller, especially when business owners who are trying to find qualified buyers are using inaccurate and outdated data. But it doesn't have to be this way. With LinkedIn Sales Navigator, your organization can overcome these challenges by leveraging this amazing technology and platform that translates comprehensive, high-quality buyer data into real-time insights and sales. These deeper insights empower sales reps and teams to adopt the habits of top performers, which leads to much better outcomes like building a bigger pipeline with real customers leading to higher win rates and conversions, and of course, larger deals and paydays all around. We call this Deep Sales, and LinkedIn has built the first Deep Sales platform with the next generation of LinkedIn Sales Navigator. Right now, our Millionaire Mindcast family has an amazing opportunity to try LinkedIn Sales Navigator and get a 60-day free trial at linkedin.com forward slash mindcast. That's linkedin.com forward slash mindcast for a 60-day free trial. Let LinkedIn Sales Navigator help you sell like a superstar today. Just go to linkedin.com forward slash mindcast and get started. Welcome to the Millionaire Mindcast, where we broadcast weekly interviews with millionaire minds from across the globe to empower you on your journey of unlocking a rich and fulfilling life. It's time to unleash your millionaire within. Now, here's your host, Maddie A. What's going on, guys? Welcome into the first, the first, first Wealth Building Wednesday of 2022. Howdy, y'all. Hope everyone had an amazing new year. What'd you get into, Mr. Breedwell? I am not going to lie to anybody on this podcast. What, I never do. What'd you do? I was in bed at 9.30. Oh, damn. You beat me. I was in bed at like 10, Ooh, I said, hello, New York. Hello, my bed. I think my wife and her friends did stayed you? up and they did vision boards. Oh, there we go. Very productive. Did, I was in bed. Did you uh, Did you guys like watch any of the shows nope. or any of that stuff? Nope. Cracked open a bottle of wine, drank a bottle of wine, went to bed. I popped I, not open myself, that champagne. Not myself. I'm going to make sure I clarify that to my listeners. I popped open that champagne. Oh, the Alexandra? Yeah, it good, huh? dude. It was, good stuff. it was really Bottle's good. Bottle's pretty, too. Yeah, it was super nice. My yeah. mom loved it. We were up in uh, Lake Tahoe this year. We did. We were supposed to go up the day after Christmas to go see my mom at the because my mom's running one of the hotels and launching kind of our new brand up there mm -hmm. at the Jeffrey and we had snowmageddon up there. So, dude, I was watching you and the girls jump <laughs> out, and then they punked you into getting them a fort built. They're like, "Dad, make us a fort." Yep. I thought I was, you dude, know, how is your back? You probably shoveled three hundred pounds of snow. I was. My my back is still sore. I bet. It's funny that you ask it because I like it saw the amount. I was like, "That is sore." Two hours of shoveling. Yeah. Easy. I mean, it, no, no. I was out there for at least three hours. Easy. Um. So we had the final December. 2021 record largest snow. Can I guess? I didn't look. Yeah. 211 inches. Ooh. 214. Ah, dang. I was close. 214 inches. So great. We 191 prior, right? Was that the prior yeah, record? Yeah. 100. Yeah. Something like that. It Dude, was in the, it was low 190s. All but that's going to melt into the lake. And our, the lake already looks so high. Our neighbors went out to Folsom. It right? was insane with how much snow is up there. Of course, you know, it's great for business and for snowboard and skiing, but it is a bitch to operate in. But I am grateful, man. It was kind of crazy looking back on this last year. And I wanted to ask you, you know, some of your top wins or lessons from 2021, you know, thinking about the fires, Lake Tahoe, it was, you know, we were evacuating That's, four months ago because of wildfires and the largest fire Lake Tahoe's ever seen. And now we're back to... And now we're at the biggest snowstorm that Lake Tahoe has seen in over, you know, 51 years, which is just crazy. But I was just thinking about, man, it's been a, it's been a stressful year on a lot of fronts, mm -hmm. but so many great learning lessons. It's also been some amazing wins. You know, I said... 33, I turned 33 this year. That was going to be my Larry Bird year because that was his number. I love 30. And I was going to ball out. And, you know, looking back at my vision board, my goals, and a lot of stuff that I wanted to accomplish, even though there was a lot of challenges, of course, there always will be if you're 
looking to step up your game in some facet of your life. You're going to stretch yourself. You're going to learn things about yourself. You're going to hit roadblocks, figure out how to overcome them. Mm -hmm. It was for sure the best year of my life. Mine was, it was the best year of business for me. It's way better than 2021 as far as like I could travel and stuff. I did a bunch of fun things. I already got four or five trips planned for this coming year. Um, I'm excited. I, you know, the hard thing for me is everybody asks, oh, what's your goals for 2022 and then stuff. You know how weird I am. Yes, you I'm are like a weirdo. I'm, a, a, I'm like against the grain Magoo. <laughs> I just, um, I don't ever write anything down because I just tell myself what I want to do and then I, I manifest it. I don't know how to explain that, but writing it down is a distraction for me. So I keep it in my, in my head. I will verbalize it, mm-hmm. but I don't like write anything down or get pictures because once I say something, I am a, I'm a doer of that thing. I mean, you know, when I, if I commit to something, it's 150%. I 0% or 150% something. So if I commit to a goal, I'm 150% committed to it. That's really in my mind all I, that checks all my boxes. Yeah. I mean, I think for what I take away from you, even though, you know, I don't agree with all of that. The one thing about you is you don't have a five lane freeway. You got the fast lane and your pedal to the metal. And I think there's something to be said for that. Cause I know a lot of people who are trying to do a lot of different things. I was one of those early on in my career, just trying so many different things. And that's part of the process, but you know, your fast lane, mm-hmm. you're in your fast lane. You've got your, you know, foot on the gas, knowing exactly what destination you want to go to. And I think that's something that's really important when it comes to building big goals and a big life is sometimes you don't need to have a lot of them. You just need to have your focus, your attention, your energy, your resources, your passion thrown into one. And that continues to have this like spider web effect in all other areas of life because you're so focused in just that one and killing it in that one, it gives you the ability to also go and expand in so many other areas without really making those a priority. Correct. And there's some people that scares them because it it foregoes the opportunity for other things. And there's a lot of risk going as hard as I would be going on one item. I just know that I'm very good at it. And I've been very good at it for, man, seven years, going on seven years now. Um, So I don't really have any. I literally am like in the Kentucky Derby. Every just, day. You're just running Blinders, your running, running biggest your track. race of my life. Yeah, yep. exactly. Running around the track. That's how you do it. I mean, I was looking back, and we got some great updates for you guys on today's show. We do. With uh, a new strain coming out of Israel. We've got Joe Manchin updates on the Build Back Better negotiations. Nancy Pelosi made some, if you guys don't know, Nancy is probably one of the best and most successful stock yeah, traders, not because of insider information, according to her, but just because she's a really good stock trader. Yeah, when, we were, when um, she retires, we, we've, we're going to share the feelers out. some of her stock picks. <laughs> um, and also, Kevin O'Leary said uh, something to pay attention to in 2022 that's going to be bigger than Bitcoin. So we got some great updates for you guys on the market, on crypto, on real estate. Um, but before we dig in today, uh, if you're new to the show, welcome. We talk all things money on this podcast. Mr. Breedwell, who are you? I am. For our new listeners, we haven't like, let me reintroduce myself. You know, there's going to be a lot of people. If you're in the gym right now, I hope you stay. I hope you're there next month. Um, (laughs) Sorry, I had to throw that one out there. If that doesn't tell you a little bit about who Ryan is, (laughs) that's a little foreshadowing. Um, I'm an investment advisor. I am the vice president of my firm. Um, the firm has a nationwide presence. We have six offices in five, four, four different states. Four different states, six offices. Um, the group manages a little over $3 billion in assets. Uh, we are pretty dang good at what we do. I think we were ranked number 11 in the United States last year for all independent firms with under $5 billion in assets under management. It's amazing, man. I think according to Financial Advisor Magazine. So we're pretty good at what we do. Uh, what makes me different? You're making me money. That's yeah. all I know. You're damn good at what you do. What makes me different? I don't lie. I'm very straightforward. Um, without uh, sounding vain, I'm considered by the industry one of the top um, um, people for like infinite banking in the United States. Wait, hold on. Don't There's be a- don't be humble. Because I want to take a second. I haven't got the official numbers yet, but I'm pretty sure I hit number three. Number three 
in the United States for life insurance, individual production for individual producers in the whole United States. That's amazing, states. dude. Yeah, and I guess U.S. territories. We don't have really anybody that does that. And what do you? Here. What would you say got you to that number three spot? Because most of the people that I know that are on that top ten list are of. They're 50s and 60s. They've been in the business for, you know, multiple decades. Really just... And uh, then there's this 29-year-old hustler. I do a lot of referral business. Um, my clients that I've worked with appreciate that they can understand when I explain things. So I try to explain them in really, really, really mm -hmm. digestible terms. Um, and then I couple that with, I'm also a financial advisor. So I have a lot of, uh, overlay, a lot of people that do that type of stuff, just have an insurance license. And so all they do is sell life insurance products or annuities. Um, I'm licensed to pretty much do everything with people's money. So I don't have just like a one size fit all. And that also provides clarity. And That's one of the things I love about you though, is cause it's a, you're you're not biased towards one no. particular product, right? No. Like you, so Ryan and I, um, well, I was fortunate enough to get invited to a dinner that you hosted with your team and some of the amazing people that you get to work with. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I loved about it was every conversation I had with your team members, it was always about doing the right thing and fighting for your clients. Yep. And you don't really hear that too much, right? It's usually like, hey, let me direct them where the biggest commission is for or me. how do we do the best for the region? Correct. Like that, yeah. And so the fact that you don't have the hooks in you that most financial advisors and wealth managers do, the ability that it gives you to come in a way that really puts the client first is why you've got my money and why so many people of the Millionaire Mindcast family have chosen to work with you. And if you guys want to connect with Ryan, one of the great things that we do on this show and that we're going to continue doing is providing free financial x-rays, which is... A financial x-ray is exactly what it sounds like. We will take a look at, and by we, I mean me uh, and my team, we'll take a look at what you're doing, your insurances, your investments. Um, I'll give you an opinion on your real estate. Although a lot of the times if what I'll normally do is defer you to Matt and Matt will if you have a real estate portfolio of a certain value and size, Matt would be happy to talk to you. Just like if you have at least around 25 grand in investable assets and I'd be happy to talk to you. Um, there's no cost or charge for it. I mean, there's a lot of people that take advantage of just being brave enough to have a phone call with me. I would prefer not to use my days just being on the phone with everybody. But if you guys want to jump on the call phone and ask a question, that's what we present ourselves for. Um, we'll look at your fees. We'll look at what your portfolio's done, what it could have done. Is there any holes in it? Most of the time, what I find, guys, is people are getting charged a lot more than they think. Mm -hmm. um, there may be commissions that they aren't aware of, and they just kind of have a cookie cutter. Hey, this is a you know buy these four mutual funds, and that's going to be your investment. Um, nothing that's done in, a, in more of a customizable way. And then when I see like insurances, a lot of times I see a lot of policies that are designed improperly or were sold improperly or things were said about them that are not necessarily fully true. And that's where I can come in and help. Um, so there's a lot of stuff we can do with established policies like 1035 exchanges. There's a lot of stuff we can do with established investment accounts like rollovers or direct transfers or like kind exchanges. There's ways to fix the situation you're in. But I will tell you one thing that is always true. Nothing changes if nothing changes. So you guys have to pick up your phone and you have to dial 844-447-1555 and text in the word x-ray. And then I will, well, my assistant, Phil, not my assistant, my business partner, he's hiding in the front end. Phil will go ahead and get a phone call to you and get you on my calendar and we'll see if we can help. It's that simple. And if you're interested in infinite banking, you can text the word bank to that same number and we'll do the same thing. Yep. That is something that we had hundreds and hundreds of you reach out and connect with Ryan. And really, I mean, it, it, it's a, an invaluable resource to have someone of your stature with your level of resources to come in and give you an unbiased, you know... No cost, no obligation. Yeah, look at the yeah. entire portfolio. And so... If that's something that you guys want to take advantage of, text the word X-ray to 844-447-1555. So big shout out to you, man. I mean, I'm just, I'm stoked for 
where you're at in your career, it seems like that hockey stick, you know, like you already have been building your book of business for the last decade. And now like, it just seems like it's compounding. You're going to the next level. So I'm just trying to, you know, ride on the, the wave of Mr. Breedwell. Hey, hey, we're going to share. We're going to be going out to Napa this this weekend, weekend, have some fun. So one of the things that um, I'm curious playing this game with you might be kind of hard since you don't write a whole lot of stuff down and you're just, would you say, Mr. I, I have it all in my head. I know like, I know what I want. What are some of the skills that you want to level up in this year in your own career or in your own space in the financial world that you think is going to serve your clients? One of the things I always pick, and I'll give you guys some context to this. And I think this is something that you guys should be thinking about as well. Every year when I set my annual goals, I usually will set like themes or intentions, things that I, you know, want to get better at, gaps that I feel like I need to fill that are usually all congruent or aligned with my goals. I'll give you an example and then you can maybe tell me one of yours. So um, some of my themes and intentions were creating confident, strong young women uh, for my daughters, expanding equity check writing relationships with bigger private, you know, family offices, hedge funds, private equity groups, higher net worth individuals, um, building out more in uh, leverage in our hospitality company, more peace and quiet. I move really fast. And sometimes that doesn't allow me to like really sit and, and be present. Um, and so what gaps do I need to fill with new skills, relationships and opportunities to achieve my goals this year? So one, I kind of like to write them out as like little headlines or captions. So one is a capital concierge. I've become a more trusted resource for my capital relationships through frequent communication, under-promising and over-delivering. I help them grow their wealth through sound real estate investment developments by presenting great opportunities with strong and successful operating teams that perform as promised. So that's one example, right? Mm-hmm. Um, elevated equity network. So by elevating my capital relationships and network, I will unlock the ability to fund larger deals and projects and break into bigger opportunities, deeper bench and roster, right? So I kind of went through and kept doing those, weaponize the girls. I want to create more independence for the girls and cultivate more confidence in how they think they're four and seven. So you uh, can put them on payroll for up to $11,000 a year. I'm planning on it. I mean, I, I tax advice, please talk to your CPA, which, you which you anything. can do that for sure. Um, they're and my marketing. Can, I got them shoveling can, at the hotel. You can, uh, you can put them, if you do that, they have earned income and a lot of people open Roth IRAs for them. Yep. Yep. Um, Loophole. So I want to cultivate uh, more confidence in how they think, how they communicate, and how they act. Their EQ is amazing. Both my girls, man, their emotional intelligence is crazy, which is amazing. But they need some, I want to start building some hard hard skills. So they need to build more hard skills and take more responsibility around the house. I'm always the one cracking the whip of like, pick up your toys, do this, do that. Um, They also need to eat better. And so those are some of mine. What skills or things come to mind for you? Um, yes. Yeah. I, as always, I want to get, uh, you know, strengthen my relationship with my wife, have a better year than we had this last year. We all, we're a regular couple. We get in our, our arguments and (gasps) stupid stuff all the time. So just perfect. Just being, uh, being more present for some of that, uh, making sure that we do our travel because we talked about how we've been missing out on that. And that's (laughs) something that's very important to us and traveling and, and exploring and letting our hair down a little bit because we do both work. My wife still works full time, like a badass, four days a week. I don't know why she does it, but she's a gangster. Um, and then, kind of like the personal stuff, I want to be. Um, I want to try to be in a like a group where I can, like, I guess to what you said, like mastermind. Inc- not necessarily a mastermind, like necessarily just increase my network mm-hmm. um, and the people's net worth in that network. Um, help another, I have 150, I want to add 150 clients to my personal book. Nice. Did like 314 last year. So maybe being a little more selective on who I work with. Um, and it's, that's kind of it. And it's really, nice when I, you get to that place where yeah. you can be a little more selective, right? Yeah, and I am. I, I'm also soft, so I'll normally, if you got money, if it's green, I'll normally take it. Um, but then also trying to be more tactful in the ways that I take down my enemies. So maybe putting away the mm, knife and taking look out at the spoon. You, look at you. <sighs> I've been working on. I've been telling him that for a couple years now. Get more. 
bees with honey than vinegar. And, yeah, I got plenty of I have plenty of you, honey. You have lots of honey, but your, I'm just your like vinegar a South, is. I'm a South ooh. Carolina barbecue baby. I will ooh. vinegar your ass up. Your vinegar is. Uh, I was gonna say spicy, but it's. Uh, See, well, the thing that sucks about it is it's. Uh, it's a lot of the times very true. Oh, it's always it, I, that's the thing though. That's what I've learned is like when I want to go after somebody because I like when I want to go after somebody, it takes a lot to get me riled up. But when I want to get going, like I'm going for your jugular. Yeah. But at, at the same time, it usually right like it is true because if you're a man of principle and integrity, which I know you to be, then it's one of those things where I felt like I had to be the one to correct that individual or make sure that they didn't get away with. And sometimes it's never really the outcome that you desire. And what it really does is throw you out of your strength zone and your power. Yeah. I always know, just like, I think I even told you like recently last week, like when people try to act one way, but you know, like I know of there's a person that exists that does something that I don't agree with in the similar space but they're also my client mm-hmm. and they give all their money to me. I know it's so weird. I, bro, I'm just, it, it absolutely, it's, trust me, even the fake ones know who the real ones are. That's real. Um, and so that, that is. It's funny that you say that because one of my, um, you know, one of my lessons that I wrote down was, because uh, I always document a lot of these things, was frauds and fakes always end up getting exposed long term. It's not our job to correct them. It's the universe's job to ultimately bring the, the fact that they're fakes to light. Like oh, it, yeah. it, you can only you can only stay that way for so long, and especially like smart people, people of high character, of high integrity, they know pretty quickly after being around these people and hearing them talk. Because there's a lot of people who are smart and have consumed and insane amounts of podcasts and books and YouTube videos, but that doesn't equal wisdom. Doesn't equal being an expert in something. Experiences, in my opinion, right? The, the, what at least I give the most weight and respect to, because you've been there, you've done that. Like you can speak from experience, The people who try and speak and talk at people as if they know because they read it, like to me that there there's there's a level of expertise that's missing there. Correct, and that's the experience part. The um there's a lot of there's there's you know hats off to the people who finally get the motivation to do the talking. For sure. But um I mean, I know it's considered 50% of of the equation, but walking is a lot of the par- part of that equation too. It's once you get up and you have the ability and confidence to talk, you have to be able to walk it. And, and that's a where a lot that's... of people don't do is they don't walk it. Trust me. There's a lot of people that Matt thought in my world were special. And it's very easy to be like, well, let me just show you some interesting facts mm-hmm. about that. And like, I could be, you know, driving down the freeway, you know, doubling up my sunglasses, you know, being a, this cool dude, Russian shoulder, and it's, that's not my style, but a lot of people that act that way are doing it to shield the other thing. I mean, I'm pray to God you guys can't see me half the time when I talk because I'm in a hat and, I'm in sweatpants. I'm a pretty easygoing guy. I should tell you. I don't know if you and I have ever dressed up for the podcast, to be completely honest. We're both usually well, we like, we were like sweatshirts, yeah, hats, yeah. kicking it. Having some fun. One of the things that we're going to be doing this year is updating our podcast studio and getting uh, videos back on YouTube for you guys. And we want to maybe potentially do some live podcasts as well where you guys can call in, have some conversations with us. Let us know your thoughts on that. 844-447-1555. They might. That might make for some good TV. It would. Uh, With that being said, also, if you're new and you haven't subscribed to the show, all we ask, guys, subscribe so you don't miss another episode. Um, and leave us a five-star review on iTunes. If you enjoyed this podcast, all we ask is that you support us with two minutes of your time. Um, you know, we put a lot of love and passion and energy into this because we want to see you guys winning. You know, I think there's a lot of people out there, uh, that have self-serving motives and don't really care about the people they're talking to. And, and we, we do this just because one, 
we're obsessed with it. We're going to yeah. do it anyway. So we might as well have, we a, have a, good time. a microphone in front of us. And, and secondly, like we want you to build the biggest life that you possibly can. Yep. And money, whether anybody tells you this and you believe it or not, is not evil. Oh and God, it is yeah. something that ultimately can be the biggest determining factor in your ability to have the greatest life and the greatest impact 100%. you can while you're here on earth. 100%. I mean, literally, guys, just remember something. I mean, I hope money doesn't make you. I make money, but money does not make me. So make sure you remember that. Absolutely. So that's something that we love to focus on on this show. And there's so many different ways of going out there and making money. But going back to the five-lane freeway kind of mm-hmm. metaphor, you know, whatever you want to make money in, there's got to be your one dominating vehicle, whether it's stocks, right? In the financial markets, whether it is real estate investments, whether it's through your business vehicle and the amount of skills, because I'm 12 years into my professional career. You know, I started in 2010, we're in 2022. And I feel like knowing what I know now versus what I knew back then Weaponized. I know what I don't, well, that, but I know what I don't know. And there's so many skills and so many things in the financial world, understanding this world and this game of money that I realize this is a never ending process of learning. And so that's why we bring these things to the show because all of them tie together in these weird ways and they create the opportunity for you to identify blind spots in these conversations you grow into the conversations and you grow into the environments that you surround yourself with and you put yourself in. So make sure that you're in the right conversations, in the right environments, and that you're just being humble enough to show up and learn and grow and then implement and use the experience, right? To continue to, as you said, weaponize yourself. So with that being said, I figure let's dig into today's uh, headlines. headlines. We got the first case of flu-rona mm. out of Israel. Israel. Flu-rona. Flu-rona. I will say that the best thing to come from COVID was the names of the uh, this, the so-called variants. I was very shocked. Flu-rona. So uh, flu-rona Israel records its first case of patient with COVID and flu at the same time. Isn't that yeah. crazy? COVID and flu at the same time, you know, they continue, especially Israel just continues in my, like to blow my mind with some of the BS that comes out of uh, the headlines there. Interesting country. CDC lowers estimate of Omicron prevalence in the U.S. Yeah, they essentially said that, like they said seven, right there, like it would essentially, I'm rounding up and then I'm going to round up again, okay, with these percentages. They said that two-thirds of the cases would be comprised of Omicron and only a little bit less than a quarter, a quarter have actually done that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Three-quarters, excuse me, not two-thirds. So, I also think it's partly because the CDC lowered their – because ultimately they're looking at us and everybody's going, fuck the Omicron. Like this ain't something that we're scared about. This is – I thought it was funny. They put it on their website, the – you know – Sniffles, sore throat, scratchy eyes, little it's, headache. It's a cold. Like it's a cold. So of yeah. course people are gonna continue living their lives and I think people are just done being controlled. You know, like uh, well, they're, they're there's starting a, to there's see a large through. portion that definitely well, don't mind it. Yeah, that's true. Man, I would tell you what, the freaking the uh the far left leaning base never ceases to amaze me on what they think, how they feel. Um, I'll tell you what, ever since that, you know, that had become more prevalent. I've never seen more men that think they're women. Just putting that out there. Crazy, right? So Ben Shapiro, whether you love him or hate him, dude is usually like his delivery. I I struggle with certain people's delivery because I'm like, dude, you're spot on, but your delivery sucks. Like it's the same thing sometimes with Trump, right? Like Mm -hmm. what he's saying is not wrong, but how he's saying it is missing the mark. And really having the ability to make an impact. Ben Shapiro is one of those people for me. Dude has got like the craziest IQ out there. And some of the stuff he says is very conservative and very far leaning um, to the right, which I consume content from people on the right. I consume from people on the left. I try and find my, you know, healthy balance in the middle. 
one of the things that he, uh, I think it was New Year's, and he said, uh, basically, so once it became clear that COVID was not, in fact, a pagan god visiting vengeance on the unwashed Trump voters alone, the media and Democrats are now willing to admit the following. So he went and, like, documented what the media and Democrats have admitted retroactive to all of the things that, you know, they claimed and have been creating policy and shutting down businesses and communities and dictating mandates and all of these things off of. So number one from Sienna, uh, CNN, Leanna Wen, cloth masks are ineffective against Omicron. So if they're ineffective against Omicron, then they're basically ineffective against the Delta and yep. ineffective against uh, COVID. The vaccinated can spread and get COVID. That was something they said you couldn't do forever. The death rate is comparable to the flu, Chris Hayes. Number four, many people are entering hospitals with COVID, not from COVID. And that was from Fauci. Number five, natural immunity is a reason Omicron hasn't been as virulent. That's from Fauci. No shit, dude. Number six, we have to take into account societal needs, not just spread prevention. That was from the CDC. Number seven, the asymptomatic should not be tested. That's the NFL. It's fucking with their money. They don't like that now. The number eight, we should focus on hospitalizations and deaths, not case rate. Biden. Remember when they had the little ticker all the time? The reason they don't want to do that, if you look at right now, deaths are still going down. Yeah. Just the cases, infections are going up, which tells you it's not a very serious variant if it is one. Yeah. And I said at the very beginning, if you go back and listen to a lot of what we talked about they were miscalculating so many, like the data was so skewed and off that really like the amount of people who actually probably had COVID and didn't even get documented and the amount of people who actually, you know, recovered from it and didn't get documented, like that mortality rate was a lot lower probably in the beginning than it was being, you know, portrayed. But with that being said, children, number nine, are not at risk and schools should remain open. Mm-hmm. I feel honestly concerned and sad for the next generation of kids that's oh, that, that's something that way before this but this didn't help <sighs> yeah 10 covid is predominantly an illness affecting the immunocompromised and elderly and we should not shut down society that is facts all of that i've been, we've said it last year i mean many times if you're scared stay at home I don't know what is, you know, there's a lot of people that do that every single day. There's people that have phobias. There's people that have stuff that they need to do for themselves. And by golly, they should. You should not be able to control my life. So I'll tell you what, I got COVID and I'm, it it sucked. Just like when I got strep throat, it sucked. Just like when I got the stomach flu from eating bad Domino's pizza, it sucked or food poisoning. It doesn't mean my life is going to be dictated because I'm scared to get it again. For a lot I mean, of people, holy it is. Cow, That's man. where, you know, uh, that episode came out with, what's his name from uh, the, uh, Dr. Robert Malone just came out with a crazy episode on Joe Rogan. So he was the inventor of the mRNA technology that they use in a lot of vaccines now. And um, what I mean, some of the stuff that he dropped in this episode was compelling, very thought provoking. He says not to, get you know, it. um, and one of the things that he talked about was mass formation psychosis and how ultimately, um, you know, it's like he said, you can think of this as the equivalent to crowd formation. One can think of this as crowd psychosis, the conditions to set up mass formation psychosis. And that includes lack of social connectedness and sense-making as well as large amounts of Latin anxiety and passive aggression, which like, as he went through this, I was like, dang, that's it. Like, that's literally just what happened over the last two years Mm -hmm. and how they conditioned a large amount of our population. And not even to just like, they weren't thinking, like they weren't even questioning. And he said, it's the first time in history that the ineffectiveness of a medicine is being blamed on those who haven't taken it. Yeah. It's, I mean, like, it, and the, the crazy part is it's, it's hard now to, like, talk to people that are under that impression because there's zero sense. Well, yeah. And, None. Then, and, like, and they, they look they at you it, like so you're, like, like, like you're the, the devil walking the earth right now, which is crazy to me. But with that being said, I'm still trying to come into 2022 with compassion, with love, with common sense. 
And honestly, I'm just, like you said, blinders on, I'm running my race and this is going to be a massive year. And all I know is if I'm going to be putting some money into the market right now, I'm following my girl, Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi stock picks. Get it. So give a little context to Nancy Pelosi's Nancy track Pelosi record is and what is out there well, tracking her. I mean, I, I should I give a, a track record? Uh, she's a career politician that has a multi-million dollar net worth in the hundreds of millions of dollars. Um, insider trading, for sure, mm-hmm. no doubt. Um, and she just is getting gets away with it because she's a Democrat. I mean, if a Republican was doing that, which they've been called out for it, but if they were doing it on the scale that she's doing it, would definitely not be good because they just would crucify it as, look at another rich, you know, da-da-da. When the funniest thing is, most of the rich and wealthy people are are the people that are running in the you know blue the that that party side, so um, it's insider trading. I mean, I, there's nothing fancy to it. It's just insider trading. When Isn't you get there's... insider info and you act upon it and it's correct, which I would say the information she's getting based on her portfolio's track record is correct. It's very simple to make. Martha Stewart was doing it, so it's not like it's hard to employ or deploy once you know the information. I just have no idea how it's not plain as day. I mean, anybody and everybody can see she's she's acting upon insider so, information. So wasn't there a, didn't you say there was like a tracker, like a bot or something? There's that- a bot on Twitter called the Nancy Pelosi Portfolio Tracker. And it just tracks her trades and people literally deploy after she's done it, but essentially do it. And it works. It works no matter what you see in the market. If Nancy Pelosi is bullish, you better pull your bull pants up and go in with Well, her. here are a few stock trades that she picked up some names Nancy that we have. Pel- Nancy Pelosi buys millions of dollars in call options call in because she's not trying to just make money. She's trying to get she's trying to away. make stupid dough. Yeah, she's getting stupid. She rich. wants that stupid money. Uh, so buys millions of dollars in call options in Google or parent company Alphabet. Roblox and Disney among Micron Technology and Salesforce. Those were her top five picks. And all of them are in the 250 to $1 million range. Gang, gang. Nancy's, <laughs> Nancy's setting them for retirement, baby. Damn, son. She's going in. So I love how they're allowed I'm, to give the I'm, range to it's between five thousand yes. and five trillion dollars. You know, right? <laughs> I'm really curious. Like, I almost want to throw some. I want to like almost say, "Hey, here's twenty five grand, and whatever Nancy Pelosi does this year with her picks, I'm going to do well, the same." The, pr- the problem is we don't when, don't know when she closes her positions out until mm. after she does it. Mm-hmm. It would be a lot easier if she had stock. The mm. call options make it a little more. Yeah, I don't know what date she bought them. Yep. I don't know what strike price she bought them at. I don't know what what the date is on them because how call options work? It'll say X Y Z stock strike price at one hundred dollars on February twelfth, and then you're hoping that the price of it is higher or lower than that number, depending on if you have a call or a put. And that's how options work. And then there's also you know stuff. There's straddled options and all that jazz, but. Long story short, Nancy Pelosi is just straight insider trading. And the fun, you know she is when she gets up, when there's a bill proposed saying that you can trade, but you can only trade in ETFs and mutual funds. She was like, hell no. <laughs> this is a free and open market, and I'm a part of a free and open market, so I want to participate in it. Yeah, she don't like so, having those restrictions yeah. put on her uh, insider trading. No. Joe Manchin resumes. Build As back said, better negotiations. So said that about a month ago, he would definitely do that. He was just posturing to get that defense bill pushed through. That's what it seems like to me. So how does that impact the market? Anything that we should be paying attention to? It, it would be good for the market if, the, if he did that. I mean, I know a lot of big, you know, Goldman Sachs, a lot of big companies have come out and said this build back better bill, even though there's a lot of pork in it, there's, you know, there's an underlying 
bullish sentiment yeah, for the market it's, it's as this. Jobs. Yeah, I mean, it's overall, it's fine. I mean, it's not like, could there be better things? 100%. But like I can say that probably about anything. So the bill was already baked into the market. It'd be good if it passed. It would get some good juice into the market and help people, you know, ease some tensions. People are definitely looking past the Omicron fears already and have... What's, have a, what's your guess on the next variant that they're going to come out with and start using? I don't know if I don't know if they will. I don't know. I honestly I don't. Or, know. or is are we in a new world? Because because Biden came out, even though he campaigned that he's going to bless you, Thank you, dominate the uh, you know coronavirus. Uh, last week, he said that the federal government it's they it's not their job to solve it anymore. It's got to get solved on the state level, which I think is. Absolutely hilarious. Basically, he's conceding that he he, well, he, he was unable and can't do anything yeah. about it. No, exactly. And I think that that's going to, you know, that's why they're also, I think that, I don't know if he's going to run for re-election. I think they're going to replace him. I think it's going to be Michelle Obama. Well, I... Michelle Obama Mima. I, she's got to put her, she's got to start getting out there then because I know Hillary she started... She's got to do anything. All she has to do is file things, say, I'm Michelle Obama and I'm here. That's true, actually. She's got a level of... I, it's funny that because we were having dinner with some friends the other night and um, his, my buddy's wife said the same thing where he's, he's like, we need Michelle Obama. I'm like, Oh my Inter- gosh! Interesting. Who, that, who I would have been like, oh my god, how much you made? I was. Oh, <laughs> she had a couple glasses. Um, but I know Hillary was out there starting to do some stuff too to test the water, and it didn't. It didn't stick the way I, supposedly the Democrats wanted it to. They were testing to see if she could rerun against Trump. Nope. And I think uh, the Clinton dynasty is done. I agree with that. So Bill's just tucked away in his office, getting neck down somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Are you interested in boosting your income by an extra $50,000 this year? If so, you're going to love what I've got in store for you. I am beyond excited to officially announce an incredible opportunity to join me in my exclusive mastermind, which will include myself and 25 other hand-selected investors who are actively pursuing commercial real estate in 2024 and want to be held accountable to making sure they buy their first or their next commercial real estate investment property that will net them a minimum of $50,000 a year. This mastermind group will not only teach you how to do that, how to find, how to analyze, how to structure and buy these types of commercial real estate investment properties, but you'll also have an opportunity to be a part of an intimate group of high achievers that are going to take your network and your resources to a whole nother level. But here's the catch. Like I mentioned before, this is exclusive. We're only selecting 25 ambitious individuals for our founding members group who are serious and ready to take that next step in their commercial real estate investing journey. So if you are ready to increase your passive income by at least $50,000 in the next year with commercial real estate investing, then this is your moment. These spaces are gonna fill up fast and trust me, this is the one and only time to be a founding member, which comes with some pretty special benefits. So head over to myfirst50k.com and submit your application now. Again, that's myfirst50k.com. You can head over there, check out the program, see everything that it entails, submit your application to join, and I can't wait to connect with you soon. Gold set worst performance in six years. Gold has oh, been gold's down. And here, full disclosure, I hold like a one percent position in gold in, in a lot of my portfolios simply because it acts as a downward hedge and it's it's slightly. So did a lot cash. of people just choose to go into Bitcoin as a digital hedge no, over gold? I, I, whoever does that is an idiot because they're completely not. That's it's just not. It's not a digital hedge at all. Um, gold is a hedge against inflation because it is a physical asset, mm-hmm. which is why real estate is also a hedge against inflation. Why did it have its worst year? Um, Being that inflation was so high and it had, or, 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 I'm has, sorry, worst performance in six years. Yeah, it will do well when, when interest rates start going up, it should start ticking up in par with them. That's just like real estate should. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't mean that it will, but it's trading at around $1,800 an ounce right now. I'm not a like gold bull. I'm not like, I don't, I'm not that way. I probably have, you know, I have 1% of a small percentage of cash in there as a hedge, essentially against inflation. Um, it's really 
the worst part about it is it pays no dividend and I just hate that. So hopefully when I'm buying it and picking up small pieces, I buy it on the down and it swings up and makes a small percentage return. That's the thing about gold. It's a boom bust commodity. You have to swing trade it and we don't swing trade gold. Uh, we did pile into gold in 2020 because it's a safe haven asset as well. Um, but that's really the only reason we buy gold. Do not own gold in large swaths in your portfolio. If, if you're going to own it, the best way to own it is physically in your safe or in your safety deposit box at your bank because that then it has actual intrinsic value and, and value to you. Um, but gold funds in, in, in quantities larger than I, I use them, they're just garbage. Lear Capital and all those places that tell you to roll your gold into a gold IRA because it's the best returning asset and so on. That's just not true. Those are just those are false statements made by people who do not have your best interest in mind. So no. gold, now, now Palantir bought a snap worth. I mean, he bought like what are they buying? A couple hundred billion dollars in a couple hundred million dollars in gold, not billion. A couple hundred million dollars in gold. I think about like six hundred million dollars in gold or something like that. That tells you that they're probably hedging for inflation. Mm -hmm. um, and if you own a cryptocurrency, you have to ask yourself, how, why would any crypto hedge you against inflation? It doesn't make any sense. Well, well, it erodes the value of the dollar. Well, yes and no. It just costs more of the dollars to buy more goods. But if your Bitcoin is valued off that dollar, that just, it doesn't make sense. You need more Bitcoin then, Right. So that doesn't really make sense. Gold is not a currency, but it has a value like a currency mm -hmm. because it was used as a currency a long time ago. It's used in a lot of our electronics. It's used in space exploration. Like it has a lot more value beyond like its preciousness. Yeah. Um, so that's why gold is, is really valuable. It'll definitely go way down in value if they start mining uh, asteroids and stuff like that. That's when gold's value will tank because one of the things that makes gold value so high, same with Bitcoin, is its unknown scarcity. Nobody really actually knows how much gold there is. We know how much has been mined to date, and there's estimates, but nobody knows mm -hmm. how much gold there is. Now, if we go out to these asteroids and start mining them, and there's you know more gold on this asteroid than we've mined in the freaking known era of the Earth, that's going to tank it because then scarcity is not so much. Yep. Diamonds have a high value due to... Um, like literally they, they hold diamonds yeah, out of the market. Supply, supply and demand. demand. So I'm not a huge fan of gold. I think it's definitely a necessity in, in a portfolio in some essence, but uh, no surprise it had a bad year. Stocks, which I was saying all year, we're going to be good, were great. There was pullbacks as there should be. Um, and that's just normal to investing. It's like people are okay to make money and then they don't, they're not okay to have some volatility. It's not cool, man. Yeah not cool. And, and, you know, Wall Street Journal came out with an article, uh, stocks face rockier path in 2022 as tech, Fed rate increases tech loom. stocks face rockier path. Okay. That's, so, that's the thing that is not, that's, that's a loaded statement because there's a lot of stocks that do very well in rising interest rate environments. Places that have real estate, that have strong balance sheets, that have heavy cash positions that can deploy money and purchase failing businesses and stuff like that tech stocks are going to hurt because they're going to be reliant on buybacks like Apple was, like NVIDIA was, like Tesla was last year. Actually, Tesla is less than the other ones that I mentioned. But when your yeah, interest Tesla rates go up, last year. it costs them a lot of money to take loans out to then buy that stock and that hurts them. So they, they don't like that. And also the bonds that they issued, they have to, they, rising interest rates, it, it loses values to a lot of those bonds get called upon. The investors don't want to hold that debt anymore. So rising interest rates are not good for tech stocks because tech stocks are heavily leveraged, meaning that they run a very, very high price to book ratio. They are trading at multiples of their earnings that are much higher than normal. S&P trades somewhere between 16 to 25 times. And you can see like Tesla trading at thousands of times EPS, hundreds of times EPS on some of these other tech stocks. That makes them very risky, but that also gives them high growth uh, value. So what, that, sh what should investors expect in the stock market this year? I think they should expect another good year in the stock market. Um, my hope is that we do what we did last year where we underestimate the market 
and and understate it, and then we have a better than expected year. I don't think anybody expected 2021 to be better than 2019, and it was. Um, and I don't think that people expect 2022 to be better than 2021. And I think I can stake my claim there and say that's probably... I don't think we're going to have a 30 plus percent return on the S&P this year, but I do think we still would get into double digits and still have a better than normal rate of return, somewhere in the 7 to 11% range. Okay. Um, that's a still a healthy year in the stock market. That's that's just, you know, people with real estate were settling for 3 to 5% compounded for many years. Uh, so that's that in my opinion is what people should expect. I do think there's going to be some implied volatility as we move into interest rate hikes. There's going to be interest rate hikes this year that haven't happened, but that's indicative that we have a strong market moving forward. So that should also not concern people. It should just concern people that don't have their money in the proper place, which is why you can text us at 844-447-1555 and get your financial x-ray and find that out yourself. We've got NFTs starting to yeah, I do, I, continue. I normally don't diverge from Kevin O'Leary. And I know what he said as far as, you know, NFTs, NFTs are going to be bigger, bigger than Bitcoin. That's something y'all agree on. Yeah, but I think that I would say it differently. I think the hype around NFTs will be more than Bitcoin. But I think the the end result is going to be the same. Mm. And just... You don't want to get a board ape? Digital art, like digital You don't want to get a crypto punk? Nope. Digital JPEGs that are unique, that are traded at the level that they are now. It's not sustainable. Eventually, why doesn't everybody just come out with their own JPEGs? I mean, just that's what's happening. Yeah, supposedly there's about 50 new NFT projects dropping every day. And I think it was out of every 200 projects that launches, 199 of them make absolutely no money. And the ones that do pretty fractional, nothing, nothing super exciting, but then there's those right? The, the crypto punks and the board apes and the whatever. And that's a new landscape that I think is still continuing to come out and get explored. And I like NFTs. I'm curious to see how this plays out more. So I like the technology of it. Yeah. I really gonna, like the, I really the blockchain think that technology. NFTs are going to change how gaming tickets, how plane tickets, I see it as a ticketing uh, mechanism yeah. or a merchant mechanism. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think people are looking to be more associated and connected well, NFTs, through community. NFTs would get rid of scalpers. Mm. There's no such thing as a fake ticket if you have a blockchain, proprietary blockchain technology with a proprietary 5,000 or 50,000 tickets on it. There is no way to copy it. It's right. completely unique the second it's made. That has a ton. Well, and when you think about it in communities, right? So like whether it's like you said, Community meaning, hey, I'm a 49ers fan, and here's how I get my tickets to a 49ers game, or it's to a mastermind event, or it's to a, you know, really you can apply it to technically anything. Yeah, it's for it's literally going to be for events it, and and tickets. It's like it, for tickets, like it. That's what in receipts, like that's where I see it. Contracts. Yep, that is very much where I see it being. Pictures of stupid shit. For hundreds of thousands of dollars, not not my game. Just like I told you, I do not buy the metaverse thing. Like, why would people immediately say, "Yep, I'm going to strap on some goggles and sit on my couch"? I believe that, I, I, and that's what scares me. But I believe it, and I, I don't think, think it's, they will. I think it's going to. I think, I think AR. It's hit. I think alternate reality, augmented reality, augmented reality, alternate whatever you want to call it. Uh, where you might walk around with some goggles on and like you're in the real world, but places are paying for advertising on real things, but you can only see them with yeah. that makes more sense to me because that's I've already seen that in the future. That still requires human interaction and, and going out about your world. I can see that happening, but people completely disconnecting from their life and sitting on a couch and being nasty. Yeah, there's a small portion of people that already do that, but it'll still say that it'll stay that way. It'll be a small portion of people. So we've got five cryptocurrencies that reddit redditors in their community which is you know if you're a redditor that's that's you know that that's kind of a cult in its in its own but there's some pretty interesting topics and things that get discussed on the platform of all different categories and topics and every year they come out with kind of their year in end review and also you know upcoming year predictions 
This one I thought was interesting. Five cryptocurrencies Redditors are buying for 2022 and beyond. So kind of more of the, what are they bullish on? Number five, Solana. Mm -hmm. Solana is a cryptocurrency that is often described as a rival to Ethereum. This is number five on the top five cryptocurrency Redditors hit list. Number four, Binance Coin. Binance Coin is another alternative investment to Bitcoin and Ethereum. And it seems to be something that a lot of Redditors love. This is the coin that is native currency of the Binance Cryptocurrency Exchange, which is one of the largest out there. And uh, in 2021, the Binance Coin gained 1,300% outperforming Bitcoin and Ethereum, which increased in value by 408% and 65% during the same period. Number three, Ripple. Ripple is the cryptocurrency used by the Ripple Network, a blockchain used by hundreds of banks around the world already. The Ripple Network offers secure, fast, and cheap cross-border payment options. And it looks like they had a market cap of over $40 billion. Number two, Ethereum. Second largest coin by market cap. Even though the coin is presently cheaper to Bitcoin, analysts expect it to outperform Bitcoin in the long run. This is something that you and I have been talking about Mm -hmm. for some time. And number one, Drum roll, please. Bitcoin. Your favorite. My favorite. Bitcoin is the most popular and expensive cryptocurrency on the market. Despite concerns around energy-intensive mining methods, the coin performed better than most other established coins on the market. Bitcoin was launched in 2008 and has, over the years, become the brand name most associated with crypto. As such, Redditors are buying the coin ahead for 2022 and beyond to benefit from the increased interest in crypto in general. What do you think about that? Any of those that uh, caught your eye? or I own... I know you own a couple. I own, I own a couple, couple of those. Um, no, I'm still... Stocks go up. Real estate gives tax benefits and cash flow. And insurance allows you to buy and get arbitrage. I like those three things. Remember that laying on my freeway? Those three things work. Yep. Uh, all the people that are really, 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 really wealthy do those three things. They dabble in this speculatively, but they don't do it seriously. And I'm going to continue doing the same thing until it gets regulated. A lot more seems like governments are going to be coming out with... I'm really interested to see how, as more governments roll out their own digital currency, how that really impacts... It'll, those The ones that aren't governed will go away because the people of that country are just going to throw what they know. They're going to use their country's currency. Yep. Mexico's coming out with their first coin, their yep. own actual government-regulated uh, you know, cryptocurrency, essentially, right? Or digital currency. Yep, and I think the U.S. will be Probably beat them. That. So they're 2024. You think that we're going to hear more sooner and faster on the U.S. coming out with the digital dollar or no? I don't know. Ooh. Right now, right now, I've I heard it being talked about, and then it got swept away. I think they're going to deal with interest rates this year and, and make that the forefront. And I think once we get this, the interest rates hike under their belt, and we get that smooth out, I think that'll be next on the chopping block. Yeah, I mean, National Association of Realtors comes out with kind of year-end report, and you know there was really nothing new that we didn't know already in that report, except for the fact that rate hikes that we already know the Fed has come out and said are coming, and there will be multiple in 2022. And due to rate hikes, there will also be people that are going to be, you know, putting their houses on the market and are going to need to liquidate. And there's going to be some reshuffling of, you know, things that are going on in society. I think, you know, we've been talking about the dust settling I think 2022 is the year that the dust is going to start to settle and people are going to have to start kind of playing their cards. I agree. And we're going to see more inventory, is my prediction, hit the market. I don't think anything catastrophic, anything that's going to create, you know, a crash in the real estate market. But we will see prices settle for sure. And overall, we'll see more affordability for people, which I think is a good thing right now. I think it's a good thing. I think it's a great thing for investors. If you're somebody, especially with inflation, that wants to outperform, then you need to get into hard assets. Stocks, bonds, financial market, definitely real Real estate. estate. Definitely. And if you don't want to be the active operator or, you know, the the horse that's running around the track, 
then finding other good syndicators who have great projects. It's kind of like an NFT, right? Like, mm-hmm. ooh, they have a great project. So I'm going to invest not just in the art that they're creating. I'm investing in the group that's yeah. creating it. Yep. Right. And so it's the same thing when you're talking about syndications and getting with the right syndicators, because there are a lot of them out there, just like there are a lot of different NFT projects out there. Mm-hmm. Right. There is the, the cream always rises to the top in the latte. Right. That's that's where always the good stuff sits. And so you got to find the cream in whatever industry, whether it's Ryan in the financial markets, whether it's, you know, investment opportunities in real estate and some of the syndications that I'm doing. And if you guys want to get on that list, if you're an accredited investor, you at least want to know or see some of the projects that we're doing, you can text the word DEALS to 844-447-1555. That's a great way that we can connect. Um, Or just finding other great stewards of their skill set and their industry and how they make money. Like, that's what you got to do. You don't need to be the expert in everything. Just find the experts and lean into them. Find what you're the expert at and own that. Build that skill up, sharpen your axe, chop wood over and over, figure out how to knock trees down. But you don't need to go and chop wood at 10 different trees. Agreed. Just go and find Ryan who's chopping wood at his tree and me who's chopping wood at my tree or another friend or expert that's chopping wood in their tree or you're chopping wood in your tree and surround yourself with a lot of really smart, equipped, experienced people that are doing it every single day in and day out and actually have a track record. Not somebody else's track record. I hear and see a lot of people that talk and flaunt results that they like actually haven't gotten themselves. So be very careful and wary of that. Surround yourself with the right people. And that's one of the things that we're very big proponents on. If you guys have any questions for us on people or groups or thoughts or thought leaders Mm -hmm. that you want us to break down and share on the show, you know we hold no punches. You can text us into us at 844-447-1555. With that being said, guys, happy freaking new New year. I hope you guys absolutely dominate this year. I'm going to leave you with a little uh, positive note here to just remind yourself, you know, if you're going to level up this year, you're going to have to find a way to get out of your comfort zone, eat better, you know, run more, work out more, lift more, sleep earlier, wake up earlier, make a good breakfast, drink water, read books, talk less, listen more, open your eyes, love better, love bigger, feel deeper, be more present, be happy experience life. Do things that are ultimately going to stretch you to learn things about yourself. But as we close out this episode, I just want you guys to keep these things in mind. When we talk about wealth, money is one and vertical and big piece of it. But there's, in my opinion, a lot of different facets to a wealthy, rich, fulfilling life. And when I think of four types of wealth, there's financial wealth, which we all know, right? That's the greenbacks. That's the money. That's the Benjis. Number two is social wealth. Mm-hmm. Your status, you know, the impact that you have on other people, the authority you have in your space, you know, continuing to put out and make deposits and in other individuals creates that type of status. Number three is time wealth. If you don't have financial wealth, it's really hard to have ultimate control over your time. And that is one of the most important things to me, right? Freedom to choose how I spend my time, whether it's with my daughters, whether it's with my friends, whether it's with you guys. Like, I don't want to wake up every day hating my life because I have no control over my time. Number four, physical wealth, right? Like your health, your mental, your physical, your spiritual. So by keeping these things as a top priority, knowing what you need to do, skilling up in what you need to skill up in, surrounding yourself with the right people, you're going to elevate those four types of wealth this year. And you can do that here with us on the show each and every week. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Leave us a review on iTunes. We greatly appreciate and love you guys. Until next episode, keep investing in yourself and your wealth on your march to a million and beyond. We'll see you guys next week. Cheers. Well, that wraps up this week's episode of Wealth Building Wednesday. Be sure to tune in next week for more news and updates. If you got some value from today's show, all we ask is that you either leave a review on whatever podcasting platform you enjoy listening to this content on or share this with somebody that you know can gain some insight, some value from it. One of the things that you guys know about Ryan and I is 
you know, we definitely won't say we have all the answers and we definitely won't say we know it all. We just want to bring conversation to the areas, the topics that we believe are really important to bring attention and awareness to, to help you sharpen your ax, put more tools on your tool belt, weaponize you to make the best decisions that align not only with your financial goals, right, but your lifestyle goals. So if you guys want to take advantage of Ryan's free financial x-ray on your investment portfolio, all you have to do is text the word x-ray to 844-447-1555. Most people have no idea what they're being charged from a fee perspective or really in most cases overcharged and whether or not their current investment plan is actually aligned with what they're trying to accomplish and by when. And this is something Ryan does for all of our listeners for free. So be sure to take them up on that X-ray, one word, 844-447-1555. Also, if you are someone who is serious about building your wealth and you're already kind of established, but you want to surround yourself with other like-minded, high net worth individuals, be sure to text WEALTHCAMP, one word, to 844-447-1555 to learn more about our intimate five-star experiences with other like-minded business owners and investors to cross-pollinate, to hear what they're doing, and to have a whole, a whole hell of a lot of fun while we're doing it. And last, if you want to know more about consulting or getting mentorship directly from me or from Ryan, you can learn more by texting the word MENTOR to 844-447-1555. With that being said, that's all for this week. Until next Keep investing in yourself and your wealth on your March to a million and beyond. Cheers, my friends.